Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast with me, Lewis. Also, Pyrian Flax. Hello. Also, Sips. Hi. Hmm. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. You know. Man, so this morning I read, a, I was reading this article about how um, a guy, an American guy, went to the Band Island in India, you know, with the tribes, yeah. the tribesmen. I read about that. Who? Um, the North Sentinel Island, I believe it's called. Yeah, so they're called the Sentinelese people, and their eyes, they're cut off from um, the world on their little island. Yeah. And they kill anyone with spears and homemade arrows and yep. stuff. Homemade. Well, where, where else are they going to get them? <laughs> well, I guess island made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not made in like nearby yeah. places. They but it's get like, them imported. Yeah. It's, it's quite one of these quite isolated places. It's like off the coast of like India and Burma. Like it's in the, the Bay of they, Bengal. They believe they might be descended from the first Africans to leave Africa. Like that, that okay. group of people. Right. And they found this island and they must have been like, yeah, this seems nice. And then... Subsequently, thousands of years later, of course, it's turned out to be a little too remote and they sort of haven't made any contact with uh, civilization. But some people, of course, will say, well, what a wonderful thing. That means they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're, they don't have any of the bullshit that we've got, like Facebook and shit like that. But they're also, um, it's not just about not making contact with them for that reason, but also none of them have been exposed to things like the common cold that we've got and the flu and stuff. Right, so you so, could just go there, sneeze, and wipe them all out. Exactly, just like you Biological know, when we went to, to North America for the first time, everybody got really sick Yeah, because we were all used to living. This is this is my understanding of it anyway, is that people in, in Europe and, and the Middle East had been living in cities and we'd develop immunities to common illnesses yeah. because we have more exposure to them as a gene you know as a gene pool as it were mm. whereas they they didn't so when you're used to living in more um highly disparate infested groups, filth ridden places like uh leeds yeah yeah oh, man did you ever like get the a little bit of, of desire to live on an island in like just never be and just be living like make drinking water out of a conch and and, you know, surviving on your own. All the way know? up until I saw that Tom Hanks movie with Cast Wilson. Away? Yeah. Yeah. And then I decided, you know what? I don't want to do that. Yeah. There's no dentist. He had to use an ice skate yeah. to knock his tooth out. <laughs> no internet. Yeah, best no friend internet. was a volleyball. <laughs> what did he have to use instead of internet? Like old classic magazine porn? He had yeah, a he... tiny locket with a picture of his wife in it. He had right. to really oh. hope hard that a couple of uh, empty cans of Coke would wash up on shore and then he could like, you know, MacGyver it. With a string and a couple of tin cans, you could make a satellite, <laughs> get okay. get a signal, 
And then, you know. God, I thought surf, you were talking about making a flashlight out of the tin of coke. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, it full of can, but I don't think I'd want my flashlight made out of a tin. <laughs> well, you say that. Actually. Someone told me uh, when I was streaming the other day, a lad told me that some guy tried to fuck a hornet's nest. Now, yes. it's not true. It's a hoax. <laughs> right, <laughs> it okay. sounded believable. Of all the things right. that in this world that you could fuck, you choose a hornet's yeah. nest I, I don't know well but there, there might be some reasoning for it right like it's kind of because maybe all the um, honeycomb is all like soft or something you I don't know? think hornets like, make honey I don't no. Think no they don't they just they're, they just sting people they don't they don't have any other qualities to them they you know I'm they, sure there's a few people who are into that but are generally I mean there's, there's it, that historical vibrator they claim that was just a like a wooden thing filled with bees yeah I'm not sure if right. it's if it's true but I mean you know, it's it's conceivable, I guess. You just shake it to get them good and angry, and then and then yeah. it's uh, fun time, I guess. But yeah, that's a good point. What did people do before you could sit on the uh, washing machine or the dryer? I guess they had to like improvise. Have sex with each more. other, I guess. I mean, yeah, lame. Weird. God, that's lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been a bunch of times that like these these islanders have been contacted, right? Um, there was originally this guy uh, T N Pandit, right, who worked with the Indian government to try and leave gifts, right, over on the island and make friendly contact yep. with them. However, they didn't accept the gifts, and it went on for about 30 years before he finally gave up. So he would he was consistently leaving gifts there, right, on the beach for them. <laughs> and over 30 years, they didn't break their spirit. What do you get a tribe of people that has nothing? What, did they take the gifts, though? No, they threw them in the sea. Yeah, so, so when the National Geographic went to film them, Right. Um, they were accompanied by this team of like armed police officers and stuff. They they landed on the and this was like in the seventies. When this, I guess you could just sort of turn up with a bunch of guys with guns back then, you know, in the seventies, and just assume that you know if they started attacking you, yeah. they fired just they they brought some presents, right? They brought like a miniature plastic car, some coconuts, a pig, <laughs> living pig, uh, a doll, an aluminium and some aluminium cookware, right? But the islanders. Uh, shot arrows, one of which hit the documentary d- director in his thigh. Was it like one of those poisonous blow darts or something? Like, did he get some leprosy like off the back of that? Or I, I think he was okay, but then the the, the rest of the islanders speared the pig, buried all the, the presents, and then like left. <laughs> I, why do? Why are we so obsessed with these people? Why can't we just leave them alone? Like, are we? I think it's it's because they are they don't want to be left alone. I think I think is I think I think. You More think it's all attention seeking? All they're this, attention uh, seekers. Yeah, they're just like bow firing. Really, like 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 naughty naughty child syndrome. Like that's the probably the, the worst attention. conclusion you could draw from yeah. all the meetings that we've had with them. They've tried to kill us. <laughs> they've rejected gifts. And what Lewis says is, ah, they love it. Yeah. They want this attention. They, uh, I don't think they're sending a clear enough signal with the get the fuck off our island. We're going to shoot you with arrows and throw spears at you and burn and stab and bury anything you bring us. Please fuck off. Lewis is like, it would nah. make a perfect. TV show, like <laughs> you know, like a, an entire society that that is the villain, you know, but and but it's completely unreasonable, and you know, there's no, you know, they're just very brutal and stuff. That well, that you could do Celebrity like, Jungle there, Celebrity. Yeah, jungle. that sounds like the ideal bad guy on a Love TV Island. show, right? Stick yeah, Love Island. There. They drop all these young Essex teenagers <laughs> off. Very excited to be on North Central Island here. I know it's going to be hype as fuck. I can't wait. It's going to be sick. And uh, apparently locals can be a bit funky, but I can't wait to get mixing up against them and get some love action going. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? 
bam, arrow to the chops. <laughs> Just speared, impaled. Oh, God. When Tony got shot by that arrow, I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, get me out of here. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe he's just misunderstood and actually what he's trying to open up and the arrow is like how he's opening up. So I tried again and yeah, he stabbed me in the leg. Love Island. Is that still going? Jesus Christ. You know, that fucking um, jungle one, the one that Ant and Deck used to um, host. I'm a but, celebrity. Get me out of here. Ant, Ant has now been shunned by the entire world because He's a, he's a total mess, right? So he's not allowed to present it anymore. So they He's got, very big on North Sentinel Island. Very popular there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got, uh, who's it? I think it's like Holly Willoughby to to to, to present it with Deck. <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, so Deck is just like, you know, looking for another wingman now that Ant is like out of the, out of the picture. Well, hey, lads, Ant turned out to be a bit of a cunt, so it's me and Ollie Freeman here on I don't know what the details are of how oh my God. And, and or Deck, whichever it is, fell from grace. But I think he drank a lot and did a load of drugs. I mean, I guess. He did, yeah. Well, he, he, he got busted for drink and driving, yeah. No, that's not cool. Which is no excuse, really, for doing that. No. but And people are sympathetic towards him as well. I think he, like... Dude, he's popular. You can get away with anything. Yeah, I think that's the problem. On. I think people being sympathetic to him is what's causing him to just relapse all the time and think, oh, so it's all right. I mean, yeah. look at Gaza. Yeah. Gaza's in the same boat. Everybody loves Gaza. So anytime he goes out, people are like, oh, Paul, let me buy you a drink. He goes, I can't run him, fucking alcoholic. I shouldn't be drinking, you know, it's really bad for us. <laughs> and they're just like, just have one. And he goes, oh, Rita, just have one. And then the next thing you know, he's waking up in a gutter. He's <laughs> had like 20. He was in he was in Bournemouth, where he's my like, sister oh, lives. Oh, man, you don't believe what I did last night. I don't know what accent this is. <laughs> I went to Sentinelese Island, man, and I got stabbed in the leg, mate. It's like fucking, I was playing footy with him. I thought I could convince him to come out and be playing. Footy. Oh Jesus! Christ. <laughs> fucking Gaza! Oh my God! That's the that's the accent they have on that uh, Indian island off off of oh. India with the society. Yes, the brutal society. Yeah, yeah, that's how they speak. Yeah, that would be funny actually if they rocked up. Who are you? And they're like, "Why, well, hey man, with the North Sentinels, like just fed <laughs> off, and they'll be near trouble." We surely not love like Gaza though. Huh? Surely if we said them like beloved people. They would just be like, they couldn't possibly stab Gaz. Well, do you remember when he tried to break that siege? Do you remember this? No. There was what? a this what? was a few years ago. There was a guy, I think he was oh God, who was he? He was like an ex-bodyguard or army or something. You have to look it up. And he'd he'd hold himself up, and I I can't remember if he was holding his wife hostage or something, or he was just in a field. It was it was kind of it was a weird story. It's one of those things that people probably haven't heard about now. But if you look back a few years, so Gaza goes down there, right? He just turns up with a roast chicken, like a rotisserie chicken that he's got from Tesco's, and some cans of beer, and he's like, just let us have a chat with Aladdin, we'll sort it all out. <laughs> it's literally, he just wants to go and sort, break the siege, and the police and are like... So what was this guy in Newcastle, what was just a hold up in his house, was he? Like, I, I, was it I'll like try a, and find the details for you. While was you it carry like on a talking, kind of, carry on the police it's, it's, were like shooting bizarre. away? It's bizarre, but the guy Fucking... was like, hold up. Oh yeah, here we go. On the 9th of July 2010, Gascoigne appeared at the scene of the tense standoff between the police and fugitive Raoul Mote, which is a bizarre name. Sounds like a Star Wars character. Raoul Mote. Does. Claiming to be a friend of Mote and stating that he'd brought him a can of lager, some chicken, a fishing rod, a Newcastle shirt, and a dressing gown. <laughs> oh my god. 
And what, so did, was the siege broken off the back of that no, power play? I think they told him to fuck off. Oh my god. Yeah, no, the Raul Moat case, 2010, so it was about eight years ago now. Uh, nearly nine years ago, so a lot of you young'uns out there were probably just kids when it happened. But if you want to have a look, Raul Moat, uh, it's, it's very strange. He died, sadly, he got shot, but... Yeah. Oh god. So, I mean, this isn't the first time, like, we've had situations of people on islands like because remember there used to be back up after world war well during world war ii the japanese dropped off loads of guys yeah, on island islands plans. yeah yeah and said you know defend this island you know here's two hand grenades and three clips good luck kind of thing and it was like they like sometimes it was like in the 90s when they were still going you know they were like they'd been killing people on that island for like 50 years. They thought that the war was still on and they were still Yeah, but like their it. guns, they were trying to keep their guns still uh I get I mean that's the thing you, like when you watch everything and yeah, it's crazy. When you watch documentaries and stuff, like they make it seem like, you know, all of the all of the tactics of war and the maneuvers and everything are so like tight, uh, tightly controlled, perfectly executed and stuff like that. It must be a fucking mess. Like consider your average person uh ability to to follow orders and and do things competently like and that goes like for soldiers as well it must just be a fucking mess like i bet you people are just like shooting each other by accident all the time well we see that like in the news that it happens all the time friendly fire and stuff like that people must people are probably just deserting all the time like if they sent me out and they were like yeah go sweep this field i'd be like okay and just walk the other way down the road and just like <laughs> yeah. integrate into like french society Especially or whatever in a war where you've got like conscription like professional soldiers obviously they're trained and they're they're, they're into it yeah, but yeah. If you're, I mean, I doubt in Afghanistan the lads are kind of all over the shop. You know what I mean? It's like organized. But yeah, yeah when I you've got that's... millions of soldiers and you're like, right, we have to yeah. push that way. And everyone just goes, right, you are. And they sort of, you know, <laughs> you men stay way. here and hold the corner of this field until you're relieved. Gotcha. So they're just waiting. And then the other guy's like 10 miles down the road and they forgot to go and tell yeah. them, did you guys tell uh, Section 14 that we need them to follow us? Oh, no, we forgot. Ah, they'll be fine. Just leave them. And these lads are there for like three days in a field thinking, where the fuck are the boys? And they're like, no, we were told to stay here. We've got to stay here. Okay, we'll stay here. And then eventually, I guess they just go off with another unit. Seven years later. Yeah. yeah, they're still there. It's like shooting at every three farmer. Frenchmen in a field. Do not go to the South Fields. Those crazy Englishmen are still there. But yeah, the, the Japanese guys, I guess they just drop these lads off, hold this island. It's like a teeny little island. But the locals apparently would occasionally, they'd notice that they were getting burglarized and robbed us up for food and, and equipment and stuff and the guys were just fucking living rough i mean honestly that's fucking hardcore and that's they'd have pretty to go hardcore, and yeah. find the guy's commanding officer wouldn't they and fly him out there to say I, rock, the war's over. rockstar should make a game about that like that <laughs> sounds worst game that ever. sounds perfect yeah no like <laughs> it'd be like red dead redemption but you're on a little tiny japanese island and you're you know you're you're a remnant of an outfit from world war ii and you're just holding out it's the year 2020 <laughs> <laughs> you're like 110 years old yeah. yeah you still got like old ass equipment new campfires and stuff that'd be perfect so, so, so no they like flew out his old commander and stuff and who was like still alive he was like a fucking 90 year old like f- retired fisherman or whatever do you know what I mean and he, and he tried to talk him down but they didn't believe it and then they left loads of newspapers around and they airdropped stuff you know they, the amount of effort they had to go through and it wasn't, I mean, in the 90s, it was like, sure, it was like just one or two crazy, crazy folk left. But in the sort of 60s and 70s, you know, 20 years after the war had finished, they were like taking hundreds of people, like whole sections off these islands, you know. 
because these islands were just so dense and jungled up, and how these bored they, they, they were so well hidden. Point. Yeah, and how no. did they keep like? Because they must. How did they? How did they like keep like backfilling the ranks too? Because like some of them must have just gotten old and like that's it. They weren't. They, they couldn't shoes. battle anymore. What did they have to like kidnap women and make make children and. You know, start their own rear society. Up some new soldiers to like. Oh my god, do you reckon them? that's how yeah. the Senate got started? Well, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. They were just deaf to say defend that uh, this island. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, ever maybe. since, and they got are. Like a, they are. It's obviously they it. developed yeah. a holy text that said, and the Lord said, "Stay on this island. Don't let any fucker on. If they bring you gifts, bury them or burn them. Especially the pigs. If you if someone ever gives you a pig, stab it in the eye. They're like, right, yeah. you are. Yeah. And they taught their kids, and that's how they've raised them." And if you yeah, ever maybe. see any metal, make sure you bury it in the ground. That's where it belongs. Do you know what's interesting? Uh, today We're talking about the war. And today, uh, my eldest daughter did her class assembly. Nice. And they're, they're studying World War II this term and stuff, which is great. I'm, like, really excited in her schoolwork for the first time ever. So and we've got a new idea, right, kids? We, we've got this group of islanders. They're not very friendly. But they, they can't. The thing is, they can't stab kids, right? So we're going to send you all to the island <laughs> to make friends, all right? Because they're not gonna, they're not gonna spear you and bury you, and they wouldn't do that. They're not savages. Uh, so we're gonna ship you off, and uh, you know they're gonna make friends, and then you know they'll integrate into society. You know we'll be able to get them a dentist because currently they've been knocking their teeth out with a fucking ice rink skate shoe that we left them. You know as a present. <laughs> an, an ice skate would be the, the an ice <laughs> skate, an ice rink shoe. Sorry, yeah. so the kids' assembly, go for it. So anyway, it was, the, this, the, the assembly was about the evacuation of the kids from, from London, right? <clears throat> it was 800,000 kids that they schlepped off to the countryside um, to go live on farms or you know remote villages and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, how the fuck would that happen ever in a million years where you just get nearly a million kids and just give them to strangers who've said, yeah, we'll take a couple of kids. I mean, how would you trust anybody to just look after your kids in wartime? It was a different these time. Days, I mean, you that know, that seems it, like crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. Pedophiles were very different back then, like <laughs> the way they are now. Nowadays, it would they were just ge- be more like, like gen- oh gentlemen God. pedos back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had a code of ethics is what That's you're right, implying. Yeah. But nowadays, they're <laughs> yeah. just like animals. Like you can't trust anybody. <laughs> Kids. Yet more evidence of the decay of society. You can't even trust the pedophiles anymore. I mean, nope. Jesus. God, yeah. Even they don't even follow the, a code anymore. It's like solo acts. They're off the grid. <laughs> God. Yeah. But yeah, can you imagine Jesus. that nowadays? It wouldn't fucking happen ever. No. God, no. It would be a disaster if it did happen as well. God damn. It'd just be like... I I feel like nowadays, anytime anybody or like any any part of society that has to congregate into a, a large place um, together for whatever reason, forcefully because of like a natural disaster or whatever, just even worse shit ends up happening to them. Like they're probably better off just like, you know, slugging it out in their house, flooded house or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you hear about like, like Hurricane Katrina when they were right. all going to those arenas and stuff and people were getting like raped and stuff. And you just think, Jesus Christ, like. Take a chance you... with nature, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather just <laughs> take a chance with nature, I think, than be stuck in an arena with just like a bunch of fucking weirdos. You know what I mean? Like, God damn. Yeah. Just drop them all off at an island. Like, you can know. you think of one, Lewis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, does, does a specific island just spring to mind, or like? Really? I mean, it must be a lot of really cool stories from that. Like, because I mean, I, the thing I remember from the evacuation is that like there were sort of these 
sort of, you know, country gentlemen and women, you know, who had a big country house with about, you know, 50, 15 rooms, you know, yeah. and they just, oh, yes, me and Alan live here on our own. Wasn't that but the settings for bed knobs and broomsticks? We're to take in some children. Now, we've taken in 65 children uh, that's filled one of the wings, and we're going to hope, we're hoping that more will come down. Man, They're I'm really sure, giving it a bit of life to the place. I'm sure you're describing bed knobs and broomsticks. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's the setting of that whole movie. It's like ah, kids that get maybe. shipped out to the countryside during the war and then have magical adventures on a flying bed. Yeah. it's No pedophiles, though. Well, the thing is, like, it is a different... Everyone's so terrified. Do you, do, do you not think, like... It's a bit of a sensationalist thing. Or do you have to be terrified these days? Is it like, it what is. are the actual, it, it, like, it's, there's a lot more sort of like awareness of it. It's like, how many predators are there out there? Cause the thing is, like, you guys hanging around waiting outside your kids' Nowadays, schools. Everybody looking is to a pick up your kids. Predator. Well, you're saying that we look like predators because we're men. Didn't you tell me that you both got accused of it, like, at one point, or like, at least, like, were I someone was suspicious of I've you? I've never <laughs> been accused I think that's, of being I think a that's the last thing that you want to have happen to you as a parent, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that's a that's a that's I a certainly wouldn't that, wear that, that as a badge of honor. Yeah, but at least sorry, no, <laughs> maybe not accused. But in, in like your head, you were like, man, I look a bit like a pedo here waiting what? outside this park. Yeah, I mean, like I've no? been at playgrounds before, and you definitely get people giving you an eyeball, like, who's this guy? No, so occasionally yeah, I'll just summon my kids over kids, to say, like, you never do. Yeah, but you just get like that. You get that knowing smile from other mums and dads, like, oh, I don't want to fucking be here. And you're like, yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's when they know that you're with the kids. Like, if you've been sat there, I, I was sitting there, my kids are off playing, I'm reading the paper, and or I'm on my phone, which I'm always worried about. If I'm on my phone in the playground, people are thinking, is he taking pictures of the kids? Like, yeah. it, it is, as a bloke, you are more likely, rightly so, to be accused yeah. or to be and under suspicion. I mean, if you're sure. sitting on the bench staring at kids and sweating, <laughs> um, and you've got like uh, headphones on, and there's no kids with you or other people with you. That that probably looks a little bit yeah, it probably suspect. doesn't look great. But if you're just like standing around looking bored, like minding your kids while they play with other kids and stuff, I don't think people generally perceive you as no, a, no, no, as no, a no. threat. I think they just think, oh yeah, there's too many there's too many dads around nowadays that actually do yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like hands on dads actually taking their kids to the playground. It's not like the old days when you just never saw. Men around kids, unless they no, were like literally yeah, quite obviously. But like men didn't dad. even men didn't even like go to the um, to the birthing of the child, did they? They would just turn up like at nine o'clock at night after their fucking fourteen hour yeah. shift at the box factory, and oh yeah, nice. And then go home and good collapse job, honey. in bed. Yeah, Another good job. One. Another goddamn mouth to feed. You Thanks. did it again. <laughs> <laughs> a daughter, throw it away. Yeah, get, get back in the yeah. bed and make me a son. The times have definitely changed. Like, like back then, dads didn't really stay. Like Flax, you're you're a stay at home dad for all intents and purposes. I guess like that, that didn't really happen a lot back then. I'm sure it did a little bit, but. Um, I like the way it's for all intents and purposes, as, as if as if I'm somehow kind of a state. No, but I mean, you still like you stream and stuff. Like you do, like yeah, but only when they're not casting. Here. And, yeah, I know, but you still like you're not like yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, you've got right, you've right, got right. stuff on the side. You're not like just a full time stay at home dad. Sort of <laughs> stuff thing. on the side. Don't tell my yeah. wife about that. All right, so you got Shit. you got a couple. You know, of stuff. you know, she started listening to the podcast. Did I tell you guys that? Really? Yeah, she's like a year behind. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did we say anything that's about That's what I was like. Here? I was like, oh my God, what have I said? So nah, she said she just got to the episode where I really flamed my mum's dog. This was like March of, lo of uh, much earlier this year, I think. <laughs> what? Really flamed that last week? 
I'm no, sure that was, that was last week. Yeah, that but was after that, Christmas, wasn't it? The, yeah, no, no, no. That, that was when she'd first got it and we went on holiday with the little fucker. This oh, is yeah. about the fact that she's getting rid of it. And so the, the, that was an update on, on Dog Gate. All right, this mm-hmm. is interesting. So what does your wife... Your wife has never met uh, me or Lewis before. She's met Lewis. Oh, met. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, wait. wait at, at Comic-Con. The, at com- Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, at a convention. I was going to... Yeah. I was wondering, like, how that happened. Because yeah. I, I haven't met your wife. I mean... You know, not official. Not that you know of. Not, not that I know. Not, yeah. Not that you know of. Yeah. 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 No, so, so what? So what does she think that as a as a person um, listening to the podcast for the first time? I'm interested to know what her take on it is. Does she like? I know she's probably biased a little bit because you're in it. No. But, if, if anything, that would make her like it less. Right. Um, so I was actually kind of surprised that she enjoyed it, and I, she said, I, "I listened to your podcast," and I was like, "Here we go," and she was like, "It was pretty funny." pretty funny i was like okay so then she started listening to them all and now right. like she's a she's a loyal viewer you know a listener like she listens so, to them all so does she have it on like while she's at work and stuff she just I think has... she listens to it when she's commuting right um and i think she probably listens to it when she's in she has like a lab at work where she does some of her work like a computer lab yeah, yeah. um so i think she probably listens to it when she's in there um, but yeah, she does listen to it. So hey, hey, love, love you. <laughs> hey, well, this will be like she'll she'll be getting around to this in about a year. Like, how often does she listen to one every day? I, I'm not sure. I mean, she's caught up enough that she's only a year behind now. Yeah, and as yeah. we were saying before the podcast started, we started in March of 2016. Wow. Yeah. So two and a half. Where, two where years do you and think we're going to be in like five years' time? Do you ever think about that in the next do, five yeah. years? What do you think you're going to be? You think you're, we're just going to be doing what, what we're doing now? Or I think people are going to come by and people are going to be like, you could stop doing this, you know? You don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, our commanding <laughs> officer will turn up. Gentlemen, you're relieved. It's Gasser. Gasser's going to turn up. Gasser. Wait, hey, man. Wait, lads, you can stop the podcast chicken. now. We've got uh, a chicken and a fish and running a fucking dressing gun. <laughs> Take a break. You don't have to do this anymore, man. They you're can, doing it. You're breaking make yourself. make like a Dota hero about Gaza. Siege breaker. Just running around with <laughs> yeah. a chicken and a couple of tins. Wait, hey, lads. I love his voice lines. Get Gaza just mumbling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fucking great. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's great. And Dota... Have a bit of chicken. I mean, he never never hurts anybody. He just falls over drunk often. You can't kill him. He's unkillable. Just it does an AOE stun. He just he just falls over. First of all, right? I'd love it if Sips met your wife and he was like, "Oh my god!" And she was like, "Chris," and he was like, "Mrs. Flax." I reckon, and then they like had this reunite, and they were like, you know, and you were like, what is? Could you imagine? Could you imagine well, yeah, if we you were knew like each other? High that school does sweethearts. They'd had a thing somehow yeah. long ago. Somehow, I yeah. love seeing those things. Like um, there were these kids. I, I would um, hate seeing kids. that because it would be the end of my life. <laughs> you understand that? That my no, wife would leave me specific. for six. I would love that, that, that would be specifically. It. Okay, but I like these coincidences that happen where people reunite after like long times apart. Okay. Right. So, for example, like uh, there was this. There's a bunch of them, but there was like couples that got married that then found that when they looked through family photos, they'd either been like in the same at yeah, the Disneyland yeah. at the same time when they were four, or like they'd been you know related somehow or been involved somehow. Um, I love seeing that stuff. Like there were these two kids who grew up um, like two Chinese twins, I think, who were separated and given like um, adoption. Uh, one of them went to Norway and one of them went to, to Canada or somewhere and they reunited after a long time. Right. There's all these amazing stories about people like 
rediscovering things from their past. Here's which one I from find, March like, of this year. So interesting. Married couple discover they were pictured in same photo eleven years before they met. So they yeah. were both at something in China. I think it is. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's kind there's of nuts, a, there's isn't a big it? thing. She's having her picture taken in front of it and circled in the background is this lad having his picture taken on the same day at the same time and then 11 years later they got they met and got married. Pretty crazy. Pretty I think crazy. You, you often sometimes this happens though like you bump into someone at like an event or some somewhere who you've met before and back back before I mean I think it was like I remember I was on holiday in Italy or something and and it just so happened that our like cleaning lady at the time was on holiday as well and we hadn't known this and she hadn't known this and she was at the same like 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 place and we were like bumped into her and we we're like Jean what are you what's going on <laughs> Jean <laughs> that was her name <laughs> <laughs> and she, she was like an old dear but it was oh so weird God. that like we saw our cleaning lady out of as a kid anyway like it was weird to see <laughs> this like oh my God. woman who came around for like you know half an hour to help out mum every day you know to be like but you get that right you've had those moments in your life where you've met or or, or bumped into someone in, in a kind of it's a small world. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> I read this thing the other day about this. Um, I think it was a, a guy and his daughter, but her, but his daughter was like 50 and he was like 80 or something. And I think they were watching some like Remembrance Day thing. Uh, and there was some footage of, they did this like this thing where it was like, you know, women and women's role in the, in the army or whatever. And um, they had some footage of um, women parachuting out of like planes and stuff. And so they had like this old footage and this woman's like smiling and waving to the camera and stuff. And then, you know, jumps out of the plane, parachutes or whatever. And so this guy and the daughter watching and the guy was like, oh, my fucking God, that I can't believe it. That's your mom. And and the the daughter's like, what? Are you serious? Like the the daughter never met the mom like she like because the mom passed away when she was like like just after she was born or something like that. And they had no, it's they didn't have many pictures mom. of her and they certainly never had like any like, you know, live footage of her or anything either. So the guy had to like write into the, I think it was like the BBC or whatever and say like, oh my God, do you have any more of this archive footage? Like my daughter's never seen her mom before and they sent it to her and she was crying wow. and stuff. And that's kind of weird. Eh? Imagine like never meeting your mother Ever because she died soon after you were born, and then seeing like uh, footage of her, just like you know, because you you probably look a lot like her too, right? Like most people look like their parents, so you'd be like looking at a different you or something. I don't know. Do you know what? This is this is interesting because last week, yeah, this podcast is like it's like the a bunch of ley lines meeting up once a week, and all the threads (laughs) of my life are yeah not they're they're de unravelled. Whatever, right. they're co- collected. Anyway, I went to the National Archives on a school trip. Fuck me, no way. <laughs> That's insane. Yep, pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy. They've got all family records and shit there. That's why I thought of it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, maybe it's less interesting than it sounded in my head. No, 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 sorry. I was just joking around. Just carry on. 
You you went to the archives. What no, was you, the point? You've thrown me. You've thrown me. What was me. the purpose? What was the, <laughs> sir? What was the purpose of your visit to the archives? It was a school trip. Oh, all right, okay. That's it. And uh, did you find out anything? I guess like um, you you guys are you guys are, are are proper British boys, right? So you might have like ancestors that date back. Yeah, probably. A real, I mean, the, the, the real main thing was way back, right? I, I was there to help the teachers out because they had to get the kids from the school to the archives and they, we had to use public transport to do it. So it's like 30 kids, two teachers. So they get rope in some parents to just corral the kids yeah. to help them out. And also, cause one of the kids you're assigned is your own kid. You actually give a shit, you know, you're like really looking yeah. after the kids. You're like, don't go over there, don't touch that, be careful. You know, and you're yeah, all, no, you know. we always tend to go along to those because we just think like, you know, it just gives us an excuse to watch over our, our kid and make sure he's not like, <laughs> you know, doing stupid stuff and getting exactly. hurt and stuff. So, but it was interesting and they, they were teaching the kids about World War II and they had to do like this little investigation. They were given all these materials to research and stuff like that. And they were all copies of these actual MI5 files. That were now, kids, stored. I need you to um, I need you to look up that moment when the war was was really going badly. But we sent in Gaza because uh, there were a load of guys like <laughs> hold up. Right? And he came along and I believe he had a chicken. A rotisserie and chicken. A fishing uh, pole. A dressing gown. <laughs> and, and a dressing four, gown. Four, and he single-handedly made friends with all the, the German soldiers. The German high command. Yeah. So, Herr Gaza, what do you have for us? Hey, lads, I've got some chicken and a fishing pole. How about that Russian invasion? Let's call it off, eh? You make interesting points, Herr Gaza. <laughs> 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 Let us open one of these tinnies. We will sit open around. the tinny and consume it with you, Herr Gaza. <laughs> hey, lads, let's get a fucking party started right now. <laughs> that was that would have been something. If they, can you imagine if they looked back at old archive footage? They were like, "Is that Gaza?" And he's just the same age he is now, <laughs> dressed the you same, look, walking you around look throughout back in history. Time in like every great negotiator is some form yeah. of Gaza. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, pretty sure that's that's a representation in Sanskrit and hieroglyphs of, of Gaza. Of Gaza. Yes. Pretty sure it's Gaza. Is, he holding, is that man holding a chicken? <laughs> like, is that a fishing pole? What? It's, it's like cave paintings. And then they find out, they look in the Dead Sea Scrolls. We keep seeing this word come up, Gaza, Gaza. But it turns out it's Gaza. It was Gaza. And it's got a parable in here about... Him feeding 3,000 people with a chicken and some tinnies. How did he do it? And Jesus was meant to hang out with a lot of fishermen. That's why he had the, that's why he got the pool, lads. Hey, Peter, I heard you like fishing, boy. I brought a fucking fishing pool and some chicken and a few tinnies. You love it. Such a divine being. Yeah, he's such Holy a... Holy Gaza. Such an inspiration. Shit, sorry, so you're at the National Archives. What's that like? What is it? It's so it's a, it's it just a huge a library? building, right? It's a huge building. It's a government building. And Whenever they, they, people say they National Archives, yeah, I always think of that scene from Indiana Jones. Exactly. Big, yeah, and they actually like? have stuff like that. Now, that's all Fuck. underground. So imagine right. the overground bit is like a massive library full of old people looking up their family history and hoping they're related to someone famous, I guess. I mean, that's how it seems. It was all right. old people. Then there's it's a whole bunch of historians. Because they have that show on TV, you know, the, the uh, air exactly. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you might be able, you might be able to inherit some serious money, like, if they... You know, if you keep your exactly. record straight. So there, there are like groups of people there. There's the money grubbing old people hoping they're related to someone famous and rich. Then you've got the actual historians and history students who are researching for papers and books and stuff. And then you've got like school trips and things like that. So underneath the National Archives, they have these huge rooms 
that have like the size of like two football pitches or something stupid like that. Huge, huge, huge rooms full, full of these boxes, these filing boxes that are yeah. full of full of papers. And the woman said to us, the woman showing us around, now children, and I considered myself one of the kids at this point, how many boxes do you think there are down there in the archive? So you guys have a guess. Oh, how many boxes? Yeah. <sighs> 1,377.5293. I, I bought my underpants at Kmart. It's a, it's a good guess, Lewis. I can't be that many. Like, I'd say like like 200,000 boxes. Right. It's 11 million boxes. Yeah, that's no a way. lot of boxes. 11 million yeah. boxes. But they files. keep like one of everything, don't they? They have a like, lot of shit down there. They have Henry VIII's will, the actual will of Henry VIII. They have like these gigantic books filled with like one of each type of flour pressed and preserved. Like, you, you know, they like coffee beans. They have a whole book filled with like every coffee bean ever found. There's like a sample right. of the coffee bean. And like, like everything. There's like, there's probably one with just like grains of sand, different grains of sand from I, I like different beaches. I don't think they do in the National stuff. Archives. I don't think they do at the. <laughs> they actual... got the Bodega book. <laughs> They're the only ones who have. They got that Yogg's Cast Annual from way back when, and uh, oh. all the calendars and stuff too. They got a horse attend me T-shirt down there got, as well. They got the, the original Doomsday book. <laughs> Duncan's Park. They got one of those too. Horse attend me. Yeah. So shit, man. I want to go to the National Archives. I want to look up my family you history. I want to find out, like, you can do it. if there's anything interesting. Uh, you don't about even me need to go, Lewis. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You go to familytree.org, uh, and if you pay a subscription of uh, twenty eight ninety nine per month. Um, to browse through their extensive database. We're not sponsored database. by them, by the way. We are not sponsored um, by them. It's a wonderful <laughs> tool, very easy to use. It's designed so that old people can uh, can use it. You know, they're not savvy on the net. They don't know the memes or anything. They can get on there. A <laughs> couple of keystrokes later, a few clicks, and uh, you're related to uh, Marlon Brando, and uh, you're probably... Old champ. Do you can edit it. You can edit it yourself. So you, you can, can just edit, add, yeah. your, edit your family it's tree It's like Wikipedia, live. but you can, yeah, you can just add in whatever you want. So like, I've changed myself to be related to uh, a lad called Paul Gascoigne. He's a historical <laughs> figure. Right, mm. yeah. <laughs> he lived a long time ago. His, fam his family crest is just simply uh, a silhouette of a man holding a chicken With a and beer a fishing gut, pole. Holding a chicken <laughs> and a pole. <laughs> a big beer gut. <laughs> Just like tears drifting, like, trickling family, down yeah. each side. And uh, the Latin motto is, why I lads? <laughs> which is an <laughs> ancient mean? Latin saying, which means, why I lads? <laughs> it's a direct translation. <laughs> so Fuck listen, I started watching uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix yesterday. Uh, it's a movie. I avoided it because the name was so bad. It's a Coen Brothers... Netflix movie, I guess, but it's like, uh, it's got like a little, it's like mini stories. There's like they six. They pitched it like I think a six one off, like half an hour episodes, but I think it got some, for some reason along the way, they were like, oh, can, can't you just make it into a movie? You know, you're the Coen brothers, you make movies, you don't make TV shows. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, okay. I think it could have worked as uh, longer episodes, but uh, in saying that, they're, they're quite enjoyable in their short format too. Uh, it's well done. Yeah, yeah it's really. Well I enjoyed done. it. Oh, I'll have a watch of that. I'm about halfway through. I just got to the end of. I don't want to spoil it. I got to the end of the uh, one with Liam Neeson in it, which was an interesting one. Yeah, and then I'm just about to start on the next one. I love all the Coen Brothers movies, though. Like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is one of my one of my favorite movies of all time. Really, it's just a great. That's one of my great, least favorite. Of George theirs, Clooney. Yeah, it's I great. I remember. I remember being a teenager and my friend just like rabbiting on about that movie incessantly like he was like a big like you know film buff guy like you know he just thought he was better than everybody else because he read like <laughs> the onion and stuff and um 
And Which he, was so great. They, I loved the onion. Like yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. But like, see, so he was like, you know, this movie is hilarious. We got to watch. You got to watch it. And we were all like super tired, and we watched it, and nobody liked it. And he got really mad at us. And like, but we almost made it a point not to like it because he'd hyped it up so much. <laughs> God, you ever yeah. get that? Never There's do a lot that. of Coen Brothers. I mean, uh, it's not the best. Actually, isn't the best movie is now I think about it. But I mean, I I, I remember it fondly. George Clooney as a, was in it, right? A good time. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Coen Brothers have made a lot of of cool movies. You know, I mean, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, like great, great movies. Yeah, and and, um, and the, I always watch everything they do because it's worth just absolutely. I can see what they got planned because it's a bit different. The Matrix, you know. The Matrix. <laughs> The Matrix as well, and uh, that other anime one they made too. Yeah, Matrix um, Two. The Matrix. I mean, the Matrix. Two. You know William H-, William H Macy, the actor who was who was in Fargo. He was um, Jerry. God, what's his name? Jerry Lundegaard, who was in Fargo. Uh-huh. Um, he he said that their style of directing, like actors, is that you'll do the scene and they'll just say. You know, I really like the part where you uh, you smiled at the end there, and the, that was a really good take. Okay, let's do it again. And they just sort of, they just praise you and then ask you to do it again. They don't say, no, no, no. It's more yeah. like this. And so they just tell you what they really like. Yeah, and they just the, say, yeah, run it. Do it again. You're just like, okay, so what I did I do wrong? I get the feeling that they just have like an immense amount of takes. And then they just sort of sift through all the footage in the end and just like pick, you know, the best one. Like, I, I don't know. Some, cause so, like it just, I don't know. Their, their stuff is, is, is super watchable. Like it's not. It's not like super high octane, but it's just I don't know. There's just something about it. Like it's very like, watchable. It's good. Yeah, I like, mean, their dialogue is always very good, and I yeah, think they always choose good, good actors. Like good actors is is a huge part of their movies. Yeah, I think uh, makes it. I mean, if you think about like No Country for Old Men, um, Javier Bardem is Anton Chigurh, right? And yeah, he, he's brilliant. He's like this otherworldly, creepy guy. Does the uh, brilliant performance, but then, uh, God, what the hell? I can never remember his name. I always want to call him Matt Boner, but I know that's not his name. The <laughs> guy who played George W. Bush in the George W. Bush movie. I'm sure he was Thanos in the Avengers movie. The fuck is the actor's name? It's not Matt Boner. <laughs> Matt <laughs> Boner. Here, like, I, I got you. I got you here. It's Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, right? Not Matt Boner, Josh Brolin. <laughs> that does sound such like an American jock name. It does. Matt Boner. Josh Brolin. You know? So, hey Josh Brolin. So, I thought he was really good in it. And Kelly McDonald yeah, was, was his really wife. She it, was really yeah. good. It's just, it's just really, really good actors. But, I don't know. Like, even, um, what's his name? The guy, uh, Willie, Mark Ruffalo? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Mark Ruffalo wasn't in it. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he wasn't in it either. Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. He wasn't in it. I watched Sicario 2, which is a sequel oh, to Sicario God. 1. God. And it was not good. I, I don't recommend it. That sounds it. like okay. a fucking um, bloody uh, Jason Statham. Sicario? Uh, did, did you not see the yeah. original Sicario? Is it like an American version of Jason Statham? No, 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 no. So the, you should definitely watch Sicario. I'm a man at the end of my tether. <laughs> I've, had enough. I've been sent on a mission. Right, I'm retired, shakes. but I've had to come back because these bloody islanders have been throwing spears at pigs and stuff. So I'm going in, just what, me, on my own. You threw a I'm spear gonna at fucking a fucking teach pig. Him. You know? <laughs> what do you think you're doing? That's my pig. <laughs> ran up the pigs that ain't been speared and get them in the back of the fucking van. Nah! <laughs> no, it's not got Jason Statham in. It's not an action movie. Sicario is a really, really good movie. I recommend it. Sicario 2, the opposite. It's it's yes. a really bad movie, but um, it's got some good action sequences in, I guess, if you like it's just completely plot-free Mindless. movies. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. really bad. But the first one is good. 
Oh, by the way, that guy that went to the North Sentinel Islands was trying to teach him about Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Right. I mean, I don't think they react too great to that, you know, like I don't, you know. We understand Jesus, right? Like it's, you know, it's it's something that in our society and stuff, it's, you know, it's it's easy to pick up and get some context for Jesus and, and whatever. But like, if you don't know, know anything about, you know, um, society or whatever, you've been living on an island, somebody comes over and they try to tell you about Jesus, you're just going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like we have a, we have a big dung heap in the center of the island that we worship. Like, I don't know who Jesus is, so... Well, so I'm not being funny, get but... Get out of here with that noise. If God really wanted to contact these people, he probably would put a land bridge in place. You know True. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, right. 30,000 30, years before anyone had even started writing about this monotheistic God, these people end up on this island, and this lad thinks it's his fucking calling to go and tell them about Jesus. What a fucking ego this guy's I got. I wonder if those <laughs> islanders believe that the world is flat as well. I wonder if they, they think about it often. I mean, they probably don't think about anything. They must they must see planes flying over. They live between Thailand and India and That's Indonesia. True. I mean, sure, yeah, they must see planes all the while, time. I mean, there's a lot of garbage in the sea. Yeah, every once up. in a while, something must wash up, right? No wonder like, they throw it all away. They're like, this shit washes up on the shore and gets tangled they, on our delicious turtles. Imagine they turtles. went down to the beach and then just perchance, just like thousands of inflatable sex dolls washed <laughs> up on the shore. <laughs> That would be something. <laughs> that would really be something. And There's alongside so it, alongside this, this horde of sex dolls, a single waterproof Bible washes up, and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> throw that out of here! <laughs> Fuck those dolls right now!" Oh my god! But look the fucking ego in this guy. He wants to go and tell them. He he's yelling, "My name is John. I love you, and Jesus loves you." And they shot him with arrows, and they shot his. Bible with an arrow, and then he went back and they shot him again and killed him. They gave him enough warnings. What? Yeah, Don't fucking Jesus. come to the island and shout about Jesus, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? I feel like they did give him warnings. I mean, they shot him and he like went, he got he got arrow entries, but he came back the next day. I, I mean, mean listen, gotta... listen to this. This is from his diary. Are you ready for this? This is from his diary. This is him writing to God in his diary, as if God's going to read his diary. No one reads other people's diaries. Dear diary. Yeah. <laughs> Brackets, God. If you're reading this, and I hope Hope you're not, because that would be kind of a betrayal of the whole diary trust thing. But I know you probably are. The only people who read other people's diaries are school children reading Anne Frank's diary, right? (laughs) Yeah, pedophiles Uh, reading. Fucking mums reading their teenage daughters' diaries, you know. But here's what he wrote. This is him writing to God in his diary. This is this is unintentionally hilarious. I think if you want me to get actually shot or even killed with an arrow, then so be it. I think I could be more useful alive, though. He's oh, like God. bargaining. Yeah. I don't want to die. Would it be wiser to leave and let someone else continue? No, Dear I diary. don't think so. Dear Shot diary. at again by the natives on the island. Chad is so gross. <laughs> Such a weird ball sack. Yuck. Ew. <laughs> disgusting. Ew. <laughs> Dear oh, diary. Well. Gazer is now on Love Island. He's a bit old for me. If this if this guy offers me another chicken, I'm just going to <laughs> scream my head off. Ew, I hate I am going to barf everywhere. <laughs> Ew. So grody. Ew. He's wearing his grody. dressing gown again. It's like really thin and you can see his hairy ball sack swinging on the bottom. And it tasted dreadful. <laughs> Gross. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> hey, so listen, um, your weekly update of The Apprentice. Uh, oh, somebody Lord, else, help somebody me. else oh, was kicked me. out. Alan Sugar laid on another um, treat for the. <laughs> I've laid team. on a treat. <laughs> You know, what I, you know what I was saying to my wife yesterday? Because uh, she was like, would you ever be tempted to go on The Apprentice? I said, no. And she's like, well, why not? I said, because I, I, that, that show is designed to just make you look like an idiot. Yeah, they're the going to edit place. it to make you look like an idiot no matter they're what. They're going to make you look super fucking incompetent, right? Even if you I mean, are like even that's somewhat That's very easy competent. for us, though, to be fair. I, I mean, know, they don't, and they don't the other thing as well, much. even worse than that is um, I would dread winning any of the tasks because I would fucking hate to go on the shit that Alan Sugar lays out for them as a treat. <laughs> I mean, that would just suck balls hard. I would yeah. not want to... on a delicious they spread act, here. They act like kids as well. Like, they're so excited to go rock climbing. And you I just know. think, oh, fuck me, just send me... I just want to go back to the house and sleep this week, after all this. I've <laughs> laid on a trip to North Central Island for you. <laughs> it's a tropical paradise. Man, I do not want to go wine tasting with all of these other contestants and stuff. No way. Just uh, let me go back and to the house. And they're all still and... being filmed, so they're all still acting like cunts. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Yeah, so that's my main reason for not wanting to be on that show, actually. like, I would say, it, given that people like Katie Hopkins have been former contestants, the standard of human being that you get on those shows is probably miserably low. They to just, be stuck living with them for months on end, I would genuinely rather live with the North Sentinelese. I, I so, the, so the task yesterday was they had to sell art. They have this one every year, right? So they had to meet the artists, they had to negotiate like a commission for selling the art and stuff. And they had to pick what art they thought would would be would sell the best and everything. And then, you know, of course, none of them knew anything about art, but they're all very good at emulating every fucking stereotype they've ever seen in like a movie or a TV show based around making money and doing business and stuff. So they were all fucking talking like all of this shit about art to these people, like doing like a hard sales and stuff. Oh, fuck. I don't even know why I watch that show. I don't. I want all my time back. Yep. It's like eight weeks I've been watching this show, and it makes me increasingly angry every yep. time I watch it. It's crazy. Ugh. Maybe don't watch it next week. See if you no, can. No, I will for sure watch yeah, it next week. Yeah, of course you will. Like, Is it like the thing, the thing I read about people who can taste more bitterness get more hooked on coffee, right? It's like the people who like should like coffee the least actually get hooked on it more oh maybe i don't know like that yeah it's like that feeding that it gives you of frustration and anger you just keep coming back though i can't drink coffee anymore so i don't i haven't drunk it in why what happened it makes me shit a lot (laughs) well well, i thought it was your heart thing no no it's just the shitting i got sick of it all right okay every time i had a coffee i was just pooping i was like geez this is crazy i think it's the coffee and i stopped drinking coffee and haven't had a poop in two years Going all right. Nice. Damn. Maybe you got it's like just, a really just, bad blockage in there. You know, like if you get really blocked up and it can't come out the back passage. I could do sometimes, a coffee. Sometimes it comes out your mouth. Oh, does it really? So, yeah. A so friend of mine worked as a careful. nurse and she said she was working with some old people and she said that one of these old guys hadn't had a poop in months. Yeah. And when he finally went, it was the size of his pillow. That's how much poop. Oh came out. god, it that was, is just fucking yeah. disgusting. Holy I know. Crap. Fucking what? Man, I've taken a couple this of those. Okay. I've said that though, and I'm regular, like Pillow daily, poops? twice, twice a day. Yeah, and some sometimes they're huge. I'm just like, what the hell did I eat? <laughs> Made this poop so big. Well, you know, we you haven't guys, mentioned uh, poop until right at the end of the podcast. Just as a reminder to everybody yeah. that essentially 
poop and dicks and stuff like that. That's pretty much the focus. We mentioned ball children. sacks earlier. That's right. Yeah, we did get some ball sacks in there. That's true. Well, there you go. That was the podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. See you all next week. Oh, so good. We're I know. So we're consistent. so regular. So just, just like my pillow Just poops. like poops. <laughs> Peace yeah. out. Love you a lot. Bye, Bye. Bye.